morning, we are continuing our lesson on uh, wearing the armor of righteousness, okay? And we're using uh, Abraham as our object lesson. And so, quickly, I want you to go to, uh, I'm not using Romans 4, I'm using Romans 21, I mean not Romans 21, Genesis 21, excuse me. I'm using Genesis 21. Roman 4 is a short synopsis of what took place from Genesis 11 through Genesis 22. It is all, um, they have it all combined in there, but to get the real essence of the story about Abraham being the father of our faith, then we have to be able to see how could Abraham, what made Abraham the father of our faith? And what counted, and how was, how did Abraham become righteous? How was it counted to him for righteousness sake? And we know that because God took him outside, gave him a vision, the number the stars. We know in Genesis 14, Abraham was at night, the, the God was talking to him about the dust of his feet. Say, if you shouldn't, if just as the dust of your feet, if you can count the dust of your feet, so shall your descendant be. That's in Numbers thirteen. I mean, uh, Genesis thirteen. So he couldn't, he couldn't, he can't count the the number of dust on his feet. But what was God doing? He was trying to show him it's impossible for you to be able to know the type of descendant that will come forth from you. You follow what I'm saying? And so we saw all of these different illustrations, what, the God, what God was doing. He was revealing what was in his hand because he made covenant with Abraham. So God had to get Abraham to see what he see, to know what he knows about him bringing forth his own son, you know, presenting him as dead, why? Because if Abraham doesn't do it, then God cannot present his own son and we won't have a, we won't have a savior. Amen. The difference with us and any other religion is that all other religions, gods are dead and they're still in the grave. But our God got up. Is that right? And so we have, that's why we can say we have a savior. Amen. And his name is Jesus. So if you take your Bibles and go with me over here to the 21st chapter of the book of Genesis, and we'll start at verse one. And what we're doing, we're getting into uh, the niche of, of, uh, of Abraham's call. In other words, Abraham now is, a, is, 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 a, uh, is God has is bringing him to the place. It's now time for you to bring forth that which I have spoken of. And it started in the 17th chapter when God told him to walk before me perfectly. Meaning that word perfect means to walk before me with the integrity of that which I revealed to you, which was in Genesis chapter 15. Okay? All right? So y'all understand what I mean by that, right? So notice here in Genesis chapter 21, it said, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. So that means the Lord already has spoken to them. Remember? 
Okay, let's go back to Genesis chapter 18 for a moment and pick it up in verse 10, Genesis 18, and let's just see when the Lord visited. And he said, I will certainly return to thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, should have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah was what? Old and well stricken in age. Now, you know when the Bible call you old or when God call you old? You're old. Amen. <laughs> and so the Bible they said they were old. Okay. And it said, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the man and women. In other words, she should not be able to produce children. But this is what this was not about a normal birth. Amen. This was God giving each one of is putting us in a place to show you that without me, you can do nothing. Are you following what I'm saying? So the time of her bringing forth a son was not time. Yes, she was barren, but she was barren until the appointed time that God wanted to step into the earth to do what? To bring forth the covenant that he had made with Abraham. That was to bring forth his, that he could present his own child, his only child. Okay, now let's look at this. Next first case. And therefore Sarah did what? She laughed within herself saying, after I'm old. After I'm wax old, you know, wax old. <laughs> Notice she didn't even say, should I, you know, should her and Abraham have intercourse? Should I find pleasure with my Lord? He being old also with me. Can you see that? That means wax old means little by little she was. You're going to wait till I, but I mean, when we looked in the, the, the 20th chapter of the book of Genesis, Sarah was still a good looking old girl because the king wanted her. I did show y'all that, right? Yeah. The king wanted her. And so because God came to the king in a dream and told him, you're a dead man. For messing with a married man, why? And the king said, Lord, you know, out of the integrity of my heart, I did not do this. And the Lord said, I know. That's why I'm coming to you and talking to you about this. And when he came out of that dream, he drove up to Moses and said, Why did you do something? Why would you do such a thing like this? Both Sarah and him conspired together that he's my brother, she's my sister. Well, it was part true, they were half brothers and sisters, but, and then at that time, there was no law to say you couldn't marry your sister, right? You, you, yeah, because, because from Genesis to Exodus, that was, we're talking about that's 2,000 years, okay? We're talking about before the law, because in the book of Leviticus, it tells you you cannot marry mankind, you know, your own kind and et cetera, right? But the law was not given then. Okay, and that's why I said, well, there is no law, there is no rule, or there can be no transgression because there's no law for it. In other words, if you don't have a law for it, you know, how can you say it's a law? How can you say they violate that law if there's no law to stipulate? Okay, and so here 
we see that Abraham in the 20th chapter, what he did, and he said, uh, uh, give him back his wife or whatnot, because the womb of all the women of that king, uh, 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 kingdom was shut up. And he brought danger upon him. Abraham brought that danger. He said, now you give him and I will have my prophet to pray for you. Now, that don't sound like the 21st century church. God called Abraham a prophet. Right? How many else would say, that's a lying prophet? Huh? Right? That's why I say you, you got to be careful about when you're wearing this armor of righteousness because you're not righteous by what you do. You're righteous by your belief. Amen? People that are righteous, that has the right belief, still do crazy things. Is that right? So that's why we're using Abraham as an optic lesson to show for that, hey, you could be right with God in your spirit, but still out of alignment with God in your head. Right? I mean, just think about your car. You got here some way. Just think about the front end of a vehicle. You don't throw the car away because it's out of alignment. Right? I'll be waiting on you. <laughs> what do you do? You take it to an alignment shop, right? And then what do they do? They put it back in alignment and boom, you, you go. Well, a lot of time your head is out of alignment with your born again spirit. So it takes the teaching of the word to bring you in an alignment where sin cannot be imputed by the law. So you won't be held accountable for that. Are you following what I'm saying? All right, now. And so, you know the story. So, next verse, Casey. And the Lord said to Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Because it is. It's humanly impossible. So, what took place? There was a biological miracle that took place in their lives. This was not an ordinary birth. It was by the word of God. And that's what God was trying to get them to see. What's going to happen, what's going to transpire in your life, it's going to be by the word that I've spoken to you, Daryl. You may disqualify yourself in the flesh, in the natural. You may count yourself out. And that's okay, but God sees you different. Now, you have to make a decision how you're going to see yourself, you know, in the light of you, or are you going to see yourself the way God sees you? Are you following me? And this is what God wanted Abraham to do. He wanted him to see him as God saw him in Sarah. So it took a number of years for convincing him of what God had promised, God was able to perform. It wasn't what Abraham had promised. It's what God had promised. God was able to perform. So it took, some, it took something like 20 plus years, maybe 24 years before Abraham was fully convinced. Are you getting what I'm saying here? 
And notice this. Now go back to the 21st chapter of the book of uh, Genesis. So God told him at the point in time right here, is there anything too hard for me? At that uh, time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Notice this. God is saying what's going to take place. Why? He's in covenant. They can't do it. But it's, it's not on them. God needs their body to bring forth. To, to, to actually let the, the transaction take place. The word itself will bring forth. The word will do the producing. The body needs to bring it forth. I mean, understand what I just said. The word has the life in it. But God needs the body to carry it out. Because you have to have a body in order for the spirit to do what? To live inside of us. All of us have a body. That's why we're on the earth. You ain't got no floating spirit just running around here. They have no authority. So you see, the devil wants want to use your body just like God wants to use your body. As we spoke about earlier in that Sunday, that Sunday morning class about you got to understand that to whom you yield yourself as a servant, his servant you become. See, whether it be sin unto death or obedient unto the righteousness of faith. You are the subject. You, me, make the decision to whom I'm going to give my attention to, to what I'm going to give my attention to. Are you following me? So now uh, go, go to Genesis 21. And notice this, for Sarah conceived... And bear Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time which God had did what? Spoken. So you see, the burden of the proof of bringing the past was not on Abraham or Sarah. It was on God. God had to convince them, let me use your body. But Lord, I'm 100 years old. Let me use your body. But Lord, you know, I'm stupid. Let me use your body. But God, I only got an eighth grade education. Let me use your body. Lord, I'm black. Let me use your body. Lord, I'm white. Let me use your body. See, we're given all of the natural inklings of why God, good morning, y'all, why God, you know, you don't qualify. No. God don't look at anything of the flesh. Everything is by the spirit, by the word. So you could disqualify yourself by speaking in the flesh. God don't see as a man see. God see you spirit to spirit. You can't help the color of your skin, you can't help whether you, you know, are uh, uh, male or female, black, white, or uh, brown, Hispanic. No, you, we can't do anything about that. God, not, God wants to use you because of the life that's in you. The color of your skin don't have anything to do with it. 
Are you seeing this? And so for Abraham and Sarah, it's like, how is this going to happen? They had to become totally convinced. Hmm? They had to become totally convinced that what, again, what God had promised, to see, the covenant was not about what Abraham promised. It was what God had promised. Hmm? And so, verse, next verse, Casey. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And, and notice this. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. Keep going. And Abraham was what? A hundred years old. When his son Isaac was born unto him. So how old was Sarah? She had to be 90, 91. Right? Not only did she bring forth, she carried this, this child for nine months. So that means it was the word that was working in her. What was that word? The promise that God made unto them. Father of many nations. Put this up for a minute in case. Go back to Genesis. Uh, is it 17 uh, verse 4? I think it is where it said nations will come out of thee. Or is it verse 14? Verse 4. Okay. So he said, behold, my covenant is with thee. See that? Notice that Abraham didn't say, my covenant is with you. Huh? God said, my covenant is what? With thee, with you. It's the same thing with you and I. When God, it's like many people may be able to do what you do, but they can't do it like you do it. There's something about the way you do it. There's something on you, the way you do it, that will draw people to you. It's called the anointing. Hmm? And that makes a difference. So it's not many things in the earth that people are doing that others are doing are not doing the same thing. But what makes you different from the others? It's the anointing. Or you follow what I'm saying? And so here he said, "For as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations." Are you seeing this? This is God talking to Abraham. Verse 5. And neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. So God changed his name so he can continue to have vision of the word that God spoke to him. Now go back to Genesis 21 case. And what was it? Verse 4. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, and as God commanded him, next verse. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. And Sarah said, God had made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. Why? Because again, what God had promised. 
All they had to do, God was, what was God doing? He was needed their obedient to bring them together. Because they already knew this is impossible. This can't happen. This is not, this is not real. This is not the way it's supposed to be. But I don't want everybody to say, but God. Oh, that was weak. But God. That's what you got to have. That's what you see. But God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible to him that believe. It's only impossible. It's only impossible to those who don't believe. So you see, wearing the armor of righteousness, how what it presented here? Because again, the burden of the proof is not on them, it's on God. But God got to get them in an agreement. God got to, God need their obedience. So he kept revealing the stars, the dust. He kept revealing uh, 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 nations will come out of him. Kings will come out of them. He changed their names. To do what? So that they can see what he was. They can see what he sees. They can hear what he hears. Because he's the one that spoke it. So all they're doing, he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And what Abraham, and it means father of many nations. So every time you hear his name, Abraham, guess what you hear? Father of many nations. When he goes to sleep at night, or he go outside and look at the stars, he's seen the number of his descendants that he can't count. When he got to wash the dust off of his feet, he's looking at the descendants of, uh, that would be unto him. What God doing? He's using something that you are familiar with to get you that bill to have faith in him, to trust him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. God uses a parable, something that you can identify, something that you're aware, and what it does, he uses it to get your attention. Verse 6, 7. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children so? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was winged. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was winged. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had bore under Abraham, marking. Now you got you got problem. Right? But look at how God handled it. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, cast out this born woman and her son. Now this was the same woman that said, take my handmaiden and, and have a child because God shut my womb up. See, they were not in faith. See what happens when we work in the flesh? Why? Because we can't see. I know God called me to this. I know God given me this, but it can't happen through me. But maybe it could happen with the person with me, so I'm going to get this person. 
Same thing with Moses and Aaron. God didn't call Aaron. God called Moses. But what was Moses' excuse? Well, I, I, I don't speak well. So God brought Aaron. Aaron was the, was the pastor, sort of like, but Moses was the prophet. Hmm? It wasn't God's best, but the hand of God was on Moses to bring to pass what he called him to. Can y'all see what I'm saying? And notice this. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir of my, my son, even with Isaac. Well, now she, faith is alive. Because now she has the child that God told her. She didn't see herself at first having any hope that this could happen. But now she has the child. At first, she had no hope that she could do it because she said, the Lord has made my womb to be barren. Take my, take my maid. Go into her, Abraham, that we may have this son and that he may be, you know, the heir of the world. And God said, no. God kept working with him, working with him, working with him, working with him until he got it right. What you see right here is correct. Watch this. Next first case. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. He loved both of them. Watch this. And God said to Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the, of the lad and because of the bondwoman. In all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. God never changed his mind. Sarah got it right. But in the flesh, how many of us will walk with God in this light? We're talking about wearing the armor of righteousness. Can you see this? And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. So God isn't, it's not like God didn't bless him. It's not, it's not like God just kicked him to the curb. Keep going. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread, bottled water, gave it unto Hagar, put it in her shoulder and the child, and he sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beer Beersheba. Can you imagine? That could have been, that was tough for him. But it was of the flesh. Hmm? And the water was spent in the bottle. And she cast her, her child under one of the shrubs. Keep going. And she went and sat down under, I mean, over against him in a good way off, and it was a bow shot, for she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat, and she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard thy voice, of the lad where he is. 
and arise and lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand, and I will make him a great nation. Now God will make him a great nation. That's where you see all the Middle Eastern, where you see all the different tribes, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, Iran, a lot of the Palestine, uh, all these different nations, Jordan. There are many others that I can't call at the moment, but they all, all that come from here. And this is why, you know, many of, you know, for a long time, you always call the Middle East a holy war. The reason why it's holy because they're fighting against themselves. Okay? And so, you know, a lot of people don't understand the history why God is with Israel and some of these other nations. They want to bomb them. They want to take them over. Now, it's not like the people of Israel are so righteous. What make them righteous because God chose them. Okay? But the nation they have, God gave to them. And some people don't like it. Some of those people over there don't like it. So that's why they, they, they attack them. It's like a hatred. It's like they got wrath in their hearts for the Jews. The same thing with uh, uh, Hitler, Nazi. You take all, you take six million Jews and you kill them. That's horrible. Because you don't like them. They've been some of the most hated people on earth. And that's because of God's favor. When God's favor is in your life, everybody's not going to like you. So you better be, you know, you say, man, I want God's favor in my life. All right, be ready to be disliked. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to see the way you see. Amen. <laughs> and God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave it to the lad to drink. And God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer, someone that uses a bow. I took that up in college. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that the Abimelech, I'm not going to even pronounce that other one, and the chief captain of his host spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Whoa. Now therefore swear unto me, here by God, that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son, but according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, that thou do unto me and to the land wherein thou hast sojourning. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well of water, which Abimelech's servant had violently taken away. Keep going. And Abimelech said, I want not that thou hast done this thing, neither did it thou tell me, neither yet heard I of it, but today. 
And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Bimelech, and both them, they made a covenant with each other. Okay? And Abraham set seven Eve lamb flocks by themselves, and the story goes on. But now I want to move forward to chapter 22. Okay? Chapter 22. And look at verse 1. Now we're getting ready to see the crux of why Abraham, why God was so, uh, uh, what's the right word? God was so dogmatic about him bringing forth this child. Number one, we can see because God wanted it his way. It had to be where you couldn't. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God spoke to a young couple and say, you're going to have X number of children and da-da-da-da-da, okay, well, they could see that because they're young. But what if God told some of you in here? That's over 60, 70. <laughs> you're going to bring forth a child. Hmm? Some of y'all going to slap the prophet. You a lie. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Don't be speaking that on me. <laughs> huh? Is that right? Don't be speaking that on me. And notice this. But just think about this for a moment. I mean, my point is God always want to bring you to the place where you can't. And he can. That's the whole idea. That's the general idea. You can't, but he can. And I'm telling you, God don't move in our lives until you realize you can't, but I can. That's the thing that God want to get you. He want to get us all to the place. You can't do this. God never shows you something you can do. If you see something that you could do, it's not God. Now, God will show you, but then when he shows you, you say, now, Lord, how, how? now he know you can do it with my help. You can do it as I lead. You'll be able to do it as I guide you into the truth. But to say to do it on your own, no. Nowhere in the Bible, anything, I don't care what it is, you look in the Bible, no one could bring anything to pass of God on their own. If you brought it to pass, you made a mess of it. It's a flock. It's a flute. Okay? But notice this. Here we go. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. So we, now we might, well, we might as well deal with this word right now. This word was not a tempt or a temptation to evil. This word tempt means in the Hebrew, one word for it, was, it means to prove. That's what it means. I don't know what other translations, put it in the NLT, or, okay, amplify. Okay, look, there it is right there. Thank you, Casey. After these events, God tested and proved. That's what the word test or tempt me. 
to prove Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. Now the purpose of the birth is to bring him to the place so that the covenant can be made. To see what he carried through, what God himself. Now Abraham is fully persuaded. Abraham is convinced because, number one, Sarah had the child at 90 or 91 years old. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah raised that child. So now Isaac got to be anywhere between 13 and 26 years old now. He is the sacrifice. Hmm? If God going to bring forth his son, Abraham have to give his son. Okay, so you see why God didn't give up? You see why God kept revealing what was in his hand to convince him? Because Abraham got to the place, even if God, I kill him, God will raise him up. And it's scriptural. Watch this. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. That means when he said thy only son, that came the way God called it. Can you see that? Because we know it's not his only son. Right? But notice it. Take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thy lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering up on the mountain, which I will tell thee of. See, God's still leading. He's still leading. Hagar is gone. Ishmael is gone. You understand what I'm saying? I think Sarah may be gone. Because you don't hear no more about her. Okay? Watch this. And Abraham rose up. Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled his ass. Well, okay. <laughs> y'all understand that, right? So I want y'all be going around here calling somebody, you know. <laughs> well, it's in the Bible, they say. Well, it is there. But he's talking about a horse or a donkey. And he took two of the young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he claved the wood for the burnt offering, rose up, and he went into the place of which God had told him. So what, what is this? Everything is being what? Uh, Intermented or uh, orchestrated by God. Next year. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Next verse. And Abraham said to the young men, Abide ye here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. He spoke prophetically. Okay, watch this. Keep going. And Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, the lad. He laid upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife 
and they both of them together. And I just speak to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, watch this. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Isaac don't know. It's him yet. Next verse. And Abraham said, my son, another prophetic word. Because Abraham fully persuaded. He can't be the father of many nations without an heir. He, he, he is thinking on God's timetable now. He got the mind of the father now because he didn't walk with him long enough. He didn't saw all, he, you know, through all of his error, through all of his trial. And now he got the mindset of God. He now know how God thinks. He now know the way God walks, how he thinks. He's no longer afraid. Look, look. He said, my son, God will provide what? Himself. A lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Did you catch it? God will provide himself. And that's what it was all about. God was going to put himself on that altar. Watch this. And they came to the place where God had told them up. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in, the, in order Look what he did. He bound Isaac. His son, look, laid him on the altar up on the wood. Who, what son you know going to let you? Huh? Bind him up. Lay him on the altar. I'm trying to show you God knows something that Abraham didn't know, Sarah didn't know, nor do you and I. That's why you have to trust him. For Abraham to follow this, again, he come through a series of testing, a series of trust. He saw God's hand when he should have been knocked out, kicked out, put out the church. God kept calling him. God, Abraham kept doing something out. God kept going back and get him. What was God doing? Reminding him of the covenant he made with him. God was not going to let Abraham quit. He already knew Abraham disqualified. He already knew I got to show him. I got to lead him. I got to keep walking with him. I got to be patient with him. I have to show him my love and kindness. I have to be merciful to him. You see why you can't ever give up on people? Or you should never judge people? You should never point fingers at people? Whether they saved or unsaved, that's God's life that's in everyone that is alive. We should have that heart a compassion. Lord, what can I do? 
What can I say? Hmm? So next time you want to belittle someone, look down on someone, no, we may not like their lifestyle. We may not like what they do. But the person still has the life of God in them. Right? Love kept Abraham going. Watch this. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. This was no fake. <laughs> J.W. said, I see. No, this is real. Abraham was going to kill that boy as sure as his name is Abraham. Because he knew God. He trusted God. It took me, it took 24 years for him to get there, but now I know God. I know that voice. I know his ways. And if he tells me to do something, I'm not going to hesitate to do it. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying here? <laughs> and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand up on the lad. Why would God tell him that? Because Abraham was going to kill that boy. Why? Because he fully convinced. I can't be the father of any nation without an heir. You've already told me the one in my house, Elzear, back in Genesis 15, that should not be my heir. He should come from my own bowels, my own lawn. So this came from my own lawn between me and Sarah. So this is the heir. And Abraham got it right. He corrected it. Now he's putting it all on the line. He's proofing the covenant that, he, that God made with him. After it took so long for him to get there, and now you want me to kill him? What's up with that, Lord? After all it took me for me to get this house, for me to get this building, and you say, give it up? Huh? You find out, is your trust in God, or is it in what you have? Because if you can't give it up, that goes to tell you it was all you. But anything God gives to you, you can let it go. Because you got his mindset. You understand his nature. You understand God ain't going to tell me to give up something that he has not already made something bigger for me, a better way for me. When God began to tell us to do something, we ought to get excited. Because of what he's going to do next. Notice this. And he seen lay thine hand upon the lad, neither do, uh, he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do 
uh, anything unto him. For now I know that thou feared God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. Covenant was made. Now God can become a child. God can make, God can now become a man and actually carry out what Abraham and Isaac in a figurative have already done. In the mind of God, Abraham killed his son. Now God's not going to be fooled. You know, we say, all right now, Lord, my hand is up. Come on now. Oh, no. No way. Huh? God will not be fooled. Abraham was fully persuaded. And I'm telling you, saints, you and I have to get to the place that you become fully persuaded. You cannot, you cannot look to mama. You cannot look to papa. You cannot look to make mama. You cannot look to pastor. You cannot look to a prophet. You cannot look to apostle. So you're going to have to look to God. Because all of us could be speaking something totally indifferent of what God told you unless we hear what God is saying to you and we speak the same thing. Are you getting this? It took this man 20-something years to get there and notice it. Next verse. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in the thicket by the horn. That ram was already coming up that hill to present himself as that sacrifice. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering instead of his son. Hmm? Next verse. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Anybody know what Jehovah Jireh means? My God will provide. See, you would not, you would not experience God's provision until you have to be there and trust him when there's nothing there. See, you, it, it, you know, we, you know, as long as the job is bringing in money, as long as this is happening, you know, we say, well, I trust God. We'll, we'll find out how much trust we have when the job is gone. When the money has been starting to cut off. Will it change God's mind because the job has, has laid you off or whatever took place? No. But the enemy will use the job not make, bringing forth the provision. Well, we can't give no more like we've been giving. Well, we can't, we can, we can't be eating the steaks and the potatoes. Now, we're going to you know, we're gonna have to get us some beans and weenie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, boy. Look, I, I knew how to fix pork and beans and weenie in so many different ways. Boy, I can make that stuff taste good, yeah. 
I'm an expert in beans and weenies. When you, that's all you got? Shh. We used to have we used to have rice and gravy with no meat. That's right. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But you see, I'm trying to show you Jehovah Jireh is not based on you, what you have, your outward status, what you have. No, 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 no. He is Jehovah Jireh. That means I'm making provision because it's my will. It's my hand. It's my call. It's not what you do. It's what I do for you. You got to let me in to do what I want in you, not what you do. Well, Lord, I did this. Nope. There's no flesh. You, there's no justification what you did in the flesh. Well, God, I gave $1,000 a day. Well, and what? You think you're going to impress God with $1,000? Or a million dollars? Or $500 million? Are you kidding me? Do you know who you're talking to? The creator. He's not impressed by nothing we have when he made it all. He wants to give to you and I to carry out his will if you allow him to walk through you, live through you. Not when things are well. Are you following me? Because the moment things get bad, you're not going to be able to walk with God if you, know, if you don't practice this every day. See, living for Christ or allowing Christ to live his life through you, you have to do this every day. Every day you wake up, you allowing the life of Christ, that righteousness, that righteousness that we're talking about, you allow his righteousness to flow forth through your lips. Hmm? Yeah. You allow his righteousness, his right standing in your life to do what? To be at display. My mouth is a spoke. My mouth is, 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 is what? It's a mouthpiece to utter his right standing that I have. You can't see my right standing with God, but you can see the action of my righteousness of God. Hmm? Like you can't see my nakedness. You can't see my chest. Even though I got an eight pack, boom, 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 boom. Look, y'all, y'all got quiet. Look, I'm just. But you can't see that. Is that right? Because it's what? The shirt covers. That's the same thing about God. They got to notice this. This shirt you are wearing. This shirt I'm wearing to cover, where you wearing God's righteousness to do what? To cover, to, in other words, to display the goodness of God. Hmm? To display God's love. The wind. Can you see it? You can't see the wind. What do you see? You see the effects of the wind. We know it's blowing south because we know what south is. We can see what it's doing, right? But you don't, still don't see the wind, but you can see the effects of what the wind does. 
The same thing about the spirit. You can't see the spirit, but you can see the effects, how we treat each other, how we live for him, how we lay the life that we live in the flesh. We lay this life down. We say the life that I now live in the flesh, how? I live how? Huh? Oh, we almost done, y'all. She took her. <laughs> we almost done. But notice this. We live how? By what? By the faith of the Son of God that what? Loved me and gave his life for me. That's how you live now. You live now by what? The faith of the Son of God. You don't live life no other way. If you live in life any other way, guess what? You need to repent. You need to change your mind. We don't live life for us. We live the life that we now live. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for This is what all this was about. God had to get a man to come in a could come in alignment with him so he could actually kill his son. Next verse, Casey. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Next verse. And said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. You see that? God knew. God knew. He knew his heart. He saw his heart. Next verse. That in blessing I will bless thee. Multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven. There I go again. The sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his end. What God, I'm reminding you of what I said I would do. Now it's yours. Now it will display. Because what? You did not withhold thine only son. What is it that we have that God may ask you, you to let go? Oh, Lord, I can't let that go like that. Man, that... Hmm? But yet, we expect God to do great things in our life. God wants to do great things in your life, but you have to be to the place that he got to know I can trust you. There's got to be a trust between the two of you. The blessing, that blessing, I will bless thee and multiply, and I will multiply thy seeds as the stars of heaven, the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall, shall possess the gates of his enemies. Keep going. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be what? Blessed. That's why we bless. Because of his obedience, because thou hast what? Obeyed my voice. 
Isn't that something? <laughs> something just failed in you. All right, Casey, go to Romans chapter 4. We close it up. We see it in the short term now. We'll say it, Cornelia. We'll see it in the short term. Look at verse 13. Let me avoid verse 17. As it is written, I made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. We saw it now. God already made him before he what? Believed. Even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as what? Though they were. So let's look at Hebrews 11, 13, and I think verse 19. I think those are two verses I want you to see. Hebrews 11. Verse 19, accounting that God, go back to verse 18, I think it is, or 17, what is it? Yeah, by faith, that's it. Abraham was what? When he was what? Tried or proved, offered of Isaac, he that had received the promise, offered up his only begotten son. What did he do? He received the promise. The covenant was made with him. He offered him up. He got to the place where he, and this is where the religious leader or the natural descendant of Abraham figured that they are of the promised seed. Let me show you something uh, before we do. Uh, it said, by faith, that he received the promise off of his only begotten son. Why? Because that was, a, that was a biological miracle that took place. That did just didn't happen ordinary. There has not been another birth like that. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, verse 19, accounting that God was what? Able to raise him up even from the dead, from which also he received him in a figure. In the mind of God, Abraham killed his son. That's the scripture right there. Now, go over here to John chapter 8. And look at verse 56. Maybe start at verse 50, Casey. And Jesus is speaking, and he said, I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judges. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he should never see death. Now pay close attention to these verses. Then he said to the Jews, then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou has a devil. 
Abraham is dead. And the prophets. And thou said, if a man keep my saying, he should never taste death. They blind. What is? He said, art thou greater than our father Abraham? Because see, they're the natural descendant of Abraham. So they think they got it going on. And the prophets are dead. Who maketh thou thyself? And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honors me. Of whom you say that he is your God. Whoa. Watch this. And yet have not known him, and yet ye have not known him. But I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I should be a liar, like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Watch this. Your father Abraham, this is Jesus speaking. Uh-oh. Rejoice to see my day. Well, how could Abraham see that? He saw that in the spirit. He saw that when God made covenant with him. He saw that when God put him to sleep in Genesis 15 and 17. And then God passed through that. Smoking furnace, remember that? That's when he saw it. But he still was not convinced. It still took God to bring him to. But now Jesus saying, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Keep going. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 50 years old. You see how they're in the flesh? You see how the flesh would keep you thinking? And hast thou seen Abraham? Next verse. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I said unto you, oh, he, he about ready to make something, he about ready to do it. He's just making it worse and worse. He said, I said to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now they said, you ain't, you ain't even 50 years old. Keep going. They took, <laughs> then took up they stones to do what? Cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and, and so passed by. Hmm? One more verse. That's it. Yeah. So what are we saying? They wanted to kill him. Because they did not understand a spiritual principle. They looked at it and judged it for what they could see, what they could understand in the flesh, and did not know that Jesus was speaking of a covenant right in the spirit that was made. They had no knowledge. Just because they were the natural descendant of Abraham, they thought they had all the rights. And Jesus, and that's why the and this is what this argument is about the Apostle Paul. No, you don't have no right because you are a natural descendant. The one that had received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior is the one that has the rights. Hmm? Watch this in closing. Now go back to Genesis, not Genesis. Romans 4. Go back to Romans 4. Just give me five minutes here. Romans 4. And look at verse 17 again, watch this. 
As it is written, I made thee the father of many nations, before whom he believed. That means before Abraham believed, God already made him. Who quickened the dead. That means God is the one that has to, the word quicken me, he made alive. God had to make alive in him his plan, what was in his hand. And I'm trying to tell you, that God will do the same thing with you. Verse 18. Who against hope? That means believed in hope. Abraham had no hope. He had no expectation. He's 100 years old. How you going, where the hope going to come from? Somebody greater than you, somebody bigger than you got to give you this hope. So Abraham, he said, who against hope? Believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was what? Spoken. So shall thy, not seeds, but thy seed be. Seed mean Christ. Hmm? Next verse. And being not weak in faith, he considered not now, he considered not his own body, now dead. Why? The promise is alive. He received the word. And he said, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Well, we read the story in Genesis. This is just a synopsis of it. But the reason why I took you through Genesis chapter 12 on to 22 is because you needed to see that God was using ordinary people like you and I and that his covenant, right, is with Jesus, not with you and I, but we're a partaker of that covenant now. So if we mess up, you understand what I'm saying? It, doesn't, it does not hinder the covenant, the rights that we have from coming to pass. It doesn't stop the hand of God from moving. The covenant is made with God's son. All of us are partakers of this covenant. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Watch this, verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. We saw it in Genesis 22. Abraham put his hand over that son, and he was ready to kill him. Right? But he was what? Strong in faith because now I know the character of God. I know the mindset of God. I know his voice. I know his way. So if God tells me to do something, I know God going to raise it back up. That's his mindset. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hmm? And here's a verse that always gets me. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able to perform. And it had nothing to do with Abraham, but he needed him as the carrier in the earth to do what God could not do. God just couldn't, he just couldn't, Brother Joe, God just couldn't just pop himself on the scene. He couldn't do it. He, need, he had always bind himself through a covenant with man. So God had to find him a man that will follow him, that will obey his voice. And it's the same thing today. Even though we have this covenant right, 
God still got to find someone that will obey him, that will follow him, that will let him work himself through you. So you could be born again, but you could still not want to let him use you as he see fit. Amen? Well, we're going to stop it right here.